It's the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. I'm Kevin Bergen. And in the second part of the show, I'll be talking to Vicky Ramantanis, the owner of Vicky's Diner located at 58 Albert Street. But right now, I have Cho, Roger, John, and Ken talking about the Wasabi Golf Tournament coming up September 12th, where the money raised in this tournament builds schools in Laos. Okay, so you know what? Let's, uh, let's talk about Wasabi first. And let's talk about how Wasabi started for those who didn't listen to our, or missed our interview last time. Talk about who you are, Cho, and uh, what Wasabi's all about. Yeah, actually, uh, my name's Cho Venevong, sir. We started um, Wasabi Group, um, well, our first restaurant in 1999. Mm-hmm. So it's almost 20 years now in, um, in the making, I guess, of Wasabi. It's a long time. Yeah, so we have uh, three locations in the city, uh, one in Osborne, one in, on Broadway, and one in Taylor. Um, obviously, I've been there a couple Tuesday nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Oyster> <laughs> Once night. or twice. A couple. <laughs> How popular are Oyster Nights? Uh, I think they're pretty busy. Like, you know, we're there uh, most Tuesdays, and uh, we see the same people. It's kind of like Cheers. You know, see the same people. We learn their names and their faces and everything and learn their stories. Well, that's how I met Cho as well, was basically Oyster <laughs> Night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? People come down to Oyster Night. <laughs> Did you really? Is that how it started? Uh, well, my family's been going there for quite a while um, just for eating sushi because the sushi is so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been going to Broadway. And uh, I guess you could say it was a Tuesday night, you know, it's when, when the love happened. So The love does great. happen on Tuesday yeah. nights. <laughs> okay, so the popularity of Wasabi has spun off into another restaurant, Chosabi. How did that one, uh, how did that one come about? Um, actually, that's, um, I guess at some point we, we wanted to create something, you know, fast, casual, something that's quick on the go. Right. Um, at um, Wasabi Restaurant, it's more like a fine dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. So Chosabi is more fast on the go. Um, you know, we wanted to have some um, same quality product out there, so we created uh, Chosabi. Right, you guys have a b- bunch of locations, right? More than one now. Where are they? Yeah, so we have three locations. Our main one, is, or sorry, the first one is on uh, King and Bannatine at 100 King Street, and then we opened uh, Portage, and then we have one on Pemina. Pemina. Yeah. Well, I keep looking at him. Then we have one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Help me, Cho. Help me. <laughs> I almost forgot yeah. the uh, the address of Portage. Yeah, me too. Actually, uh, yeah. And Pamela, yeah. yeah. So the King and Bannantine. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's across from the university, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So great place for students to grab food and uh, and get something quick for lunch or after class. Yeah, the King and Bannantine. That corner has become really nice. Yeah, you it's, know, with with us, uh, King and Bannantine, the, the sandwich shop yep. and Bronuts has become yeah. quite the uh, quite the little hot spot for sure. Yeah, I drive by there well, yeah. from work and I stop by and see you as you insult <laughs> me with my daughter. Thanks for that, <laughs> much appreciated. I, I, <laughs> and I still, you still come back. <laughs> and I, I still bring you food. I still see you all the time. So you know, it, it's it's great. Yeah, um, the summer's been awesome. It's been perfect. And with the perfect summer, we need the perfect golf tournaments. So let's talk about. The Wasabi Golf Tournament. What's that yeah. about? Um, so we'll bring uh, John in for that. John Lowen. He's uh, he's one of our main guys on the golf committee, and he'd. Uh, love he's to the only white guy him. in the room. So <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, that but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super white relative to all your guys' beautiful brown skin. Jeez, actually, I'm becoming becoming more red as the interview goes 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 on. But uh, yeah, no, just. Uh, on September 12th mm-hmm. at Glendale, Wasabi's doing their second annual, annual. golf tournament. Uh, last year, we, Cho and I, uh, together with some volunteers, uh, put together our first annual. Before that, about a year and a half 
uh, before that, we were sitting in a hot tub uh, at, at a ski <laughs> resort, and Cho was saying... First of all, hang on. I, yeah. I love how everything <laughs> with you guys starts with some sort of social event. Yeah. Let's exactly. just hang out and, hey, I got a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put a little bit of shoe leather in about love and amazing <laughs> things happen. Super hospitality. So. We drink. Exactly. exactly. And big things happen. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it was good. He, Joe uh, was saying, John, you can't imagine how many times Will and I get approached to support golf, other people's golf tournaments. Mm -hmm. And we've always talked about doing our own. And I said, hey, Cho, I have some experience putting, putting them together uh, and time. Let's, let's do something. And we uh, started thinking, okay, what's going to be the purpose? I mean, well, good food and, and having a good time is one thing. Right. Right. But the more sustainable, enduring purpose... Um, we discovered uh, is is supporting uh, a local charity doing work in Laos, mm -hmm. school for kids in Laos. Every second year, Ken Van Levong, with his uh, uh, half of his family and 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 their committee, uh, build a school in Laos, um, a, a K to grade five school generally, uh, and they've uh, over the last what I don't know. Ken, you can you can share more, but over the last. 10 years, ten years put six yeah. six schools together already and last year the golf tournament helped uh, support finishing off last year's school and we had such success um, the sponsors came out uh, uh, school for kids in Laos came out and volunteered that we said hey let's keep the good times going and let's work to to fund a complete school on its on on our own, so together with uh, you know our sponsors of the golf tournament, we're mm -hmm. we're we're uh, going in the next couple of years raise enough money to build an entire school, which includes desks, chairs, all the furniture and whatnot. The uh, often <clears throat> like not just the building itself. We're talking not everything. Just, that yeah, goes I mean right. cinder cinder block uh, concrete uh, buildings. Um, with 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 water, they dig Clean wells, uh, elect washrooms, electricity, and and it transforms. They they tend to be regional, mm -hmm. and they they become much more than schools. They become community centers because the facilities are are really good, and it's a place where you know Laotian kids can feel good about. Uh, getting a good education and, and, and what their community is doing. So it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, Cho, you are from Laos. Yes, I Yeah. Right. So um, for those who don't know where Laos is, maybe we can talk about where it is and what the economic landscape of, of Laos is. Laos is, is a small country. Yep. It's landlocked. It's um, borders uh, China on the in north and Vietnam in the east, Thailand uh, west and south. Okay, so how did SKL get started? Like, what, what, what made you decide to start this foundation? Well, SKL, a school for kids in Laos, started when um, 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 take family on the vacation to visit family in Laos. Mm -hmm. And um, had a chance to, to, to take my family to visit um, schools in the uh, city and countryside. And then um, my kids discovered, wow. Yeah, crazy, it, probably, right? They're yeah, so how come the school is, you know, <laughs> there's no walls or no floors or nothing? I said, well, that's exactly the same school that I went to when I was young. So uh, it, it, it hadn't changed, hadn't evolved. It was the same exact well, thing. Well, in the countryside, um, not much changed. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's when um, my kids got the idea, well, uh, 
what can we do when uh, when we get when when they got home so that's what they asked you yes really yes wow that's pretty cool so so SKL Ken with his committee were uh, <clears throat> building schools of o- over the last 10 years you know getting support without wasabi support we're going to take a quick break and talk more with Cho Roger John and Ken about the Wasabi Golf Tournament coming up September 12th and the Schools for Kids in Laos organization. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. The funds raised at the Wasabi Golf Tournament go towards building schools for kids in Laos. And John Lowen, who is on the Wasabi Golf Committee, continues our conversation. So they've been cultivating their donors and, and supporters. And then so we, we came along and... How did, how, how did you guys find each other? How did, how did you find Ken? <sighs> we were looking... We were looking... Uh, <laughs> at some things to support right um because cho was from laos um we said hey well what what can we do in laos and i know that you know low and you know the name isn't a coincidence i've uh you know i looked at uh, through mennonite central committee's work internationally and well what are they doing in laos they they work uh close in vietnam but nothing specifically in in uh in laos so Supporting a Laotian opportunity through MCC wasn't completely v- uh, the best idea. I just went to the uh, uh, charities directory on the CRA website, mm-hmm. and I typed in Laos. And the first thing that came up was School for Kids in Laos. Oh, what is School for Kids in Laos? Oh, it's a Winnipeg charity. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's been strange, right? It's a, it's, it's remarkable. Hey, you know, I mean, thinking about it after the fact, it's no... It's probably no wonder because the 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 Laotian boat people in the 70s did there were a lot of sponsors for the uh, Laotian refugees mm-hmm. in the 70s uh, to Winnipeg. And so the Laotian community in Winnipeg is fairly uh, as well developed I think as far as other Laotian communities throughout Canada. Mm-hmm. So after the fact, it's uh, it, it might not be a surprise, but at the time it was like, wow, this this organization is Winnipeg. Well, let's look a little bit more into their CRA uh, information <laughs> returns. What, what are their? <laughs> which is online. It's all public yeah. um, and interesting yep. to to have a look. And uh, you know their expenses were were almost nothing. Well, and and their income was you know this and their their. Uh, uh, their what they uh, expensed was almost all uh, building of the school, and so you go, okay, this organization is pretty respectable. They they're not padding their wallets. Ken Ken isn't uh, isn't using SKL's funds to take him and his family to Laos. They're doing that personally, and all the money that uh, SKL brings goes directly and very efficiently uh, to building the school. So we said, hey, let's meet this guy. <laughs> so we met Ken and, and uh, we're impressed with, uh, with uh, the work that they are doing and said, hey, let's, uh, let's see what we can do for the golf tournament this year. We hope we can do, you know, if we're really efficient, we can maybe do uh, cover our expenses for the tournament and raise 10 grand. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be great? In the finish last year, because of the support of our sponsors. So, hang on. So, yeah. last year, you're just thinking, let's just, our goal is at minimum 10 grand. Let's try to raise 10 grand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? And at the end of it? 25,000. Nice. So, that was, that more than covered what Ken was looking for for their sixth school. And it left some over. And we go, well, okay, hmm. let's let the party continue. And, yeah, just keep it going. Uh, yeah. yeah. How much does it cost to build a school in Laos? 
The, the cost of the school uh, it depends on the, how big the school that we built and then the location as well. Right. So the more remote, it's more, it's more expensive to bring in construction material. So uh, on average, it costs about $10,000 U.S. to build one classroom. So uh, the rule of thumb is, you know, uh, for five classroom schools, mm-hmm. about 50000 U.S. Uh, washroom, electricity, and um, furniture, and water supply. Right. Was it surprising to you to find out that this organization existed in Winnipeg, being from Laos? Yes. Um, I have no idea that it's, it, it's been going on. So, yeah, you know, it's like... Like a nice surprise, for sure, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, well, I guess, you know, John and I had an idea and what we wanted to um, support as a Wasabi Golf. And when John looked it up, it's it's amazing that, you know, there's somebody actually doing that already. And then it's nice, you know, for our group to be helping SKL also. So yeah. kind of make things a lot easier for, for everybody, I guess. For sure. And and then it was surprise. It was I started connecting the dots because the, the the one uh, another touchstone of 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 Laos from that I knew of was I recalled something about a taste of Laos, and of course SKL is the sponsor for a taste of Laos uh, annual dinner, fundraising dinner. So when does that take place? Where is that? The taste of Laos dinners. Um, we are, uh, we hold taste of Laos dinner in Saint Boniface. Oh, is that right? Yes. Has it already gone by, or happens once a year? Like uh, once a year, um, mostly in May. Okay, yes. we have to get back on and talk about that when that comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's promote that a bit. How long has uh, SKL existed? Ten years. Ten years. It's going to be our eleven years. Now. In in that time, how many schools have been built? How much money have you raised? Um, we have built so far six schools. Six schools. Yes. So Wasabi uh, Group schools going to be the seven, and we are raising funds for the eight. Nice. So the golf yeah. tournament coming up, maybe we can give some information on the golf tournament itself, um, on how to be a sponsor. If people want to sponsor and if people want to participate, how do they do that? Uh, so September 12th is our golf tournament at Glendale. They can go to uh, wasabigolf.com and uh, register there. Um, I thought you were sleeping in the corner this whole time, so you know No, I'm, <laughs> I've been paying attention, baby. I've been paying attention. <laughs> Wake up over there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'd love to get as many sponsors and individual golfers out as they can, as we can. Um, they can all register on the on the website, like I said, wasabigolf.com. Go on there. They can also see uh, some pictures of those kids from from last year from from Laos, and they can see uh, where our new school is going to be built as well. We have some of those photos up there. And uh, you can see the sponsor list that we have going on. So That's a good um, list. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, and we'd like to invite you, Kevin, and, and some of your friends. Out You've for never seen me golf, have you? <laughs> no, You're I haven't. You're in trouble now, baby. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be amazing. We can have yeah. a lot of food, right? Um, smoked salmon from yeah. our suppliers. Um, we have partner with the um, Oyster Farms out of Kumox, BC. Uh, you name it. We have sushi bars on the golf course. Yeah. Um, You're inviting uh, the right uh, brother. You're inviting yeah, the And the also right traditional Lao food, too, supplied by SKL. Nice. Yeah. So nice. it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of food. And we have a great uh, lemonade stand as well. It's going to be happening. Hole in one competitions. There's there's uh, food or an event at nearly every hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't slow down the pace of play. It's it's a if you like food especially, it's certainly a tournament you do not want to miss. Oh, it sounds awesome. SKL. If people want to reach out and get more information, or they simply want to donate, how do they do that? Well, they can uh, reach us. Um, um, uh, they can uh, check out our website. Yep. 
Your website's really good too. You have video of yes, of the children in the schools, like first hands. So you can see exactly what's going on there. Yes. Or they can just call us at two zero four nine six zero thirty eight twenty four. Yep. And failing that, I'm sure they can get a hold of you through through Wasabi or Trasabi, right? You guys know Absolutely. all the contact yeah. info. That is awesome. Um, thanks for coming in, guys. Well, thanks Kevin, for having thank us. You. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And we'll thank see you, you in a golf much. course, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> the Wasabi Golf Tournament takes place September 12th at the Glendale Golf and Country Club. So go to wasabigolf.com to sign up or to sponsor. Back with Vicky from Vicky's Diner after the break. Vicky Ramantanis is the owner of Vicky's Diner, a great little spot located at 58 Albert Street that makes homemade burgers and fries. And being the burger lover that I am, I had to find out more about the person who runs this place. We're going to talk about Vicky's Diner, okay. right? Yes. 58 Albert Street? Yep, 58 Albert Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Winnipeg, Manitoba. But let's talk about you before Vicky's. Okay. Right before this Vicky's open. Yep. All right, so... What were you doing before this Vicky's open, restaurant-wise? Restaurant-wise, we have a drive-in restaurant, which is still running, operational to this day. It is seasonal, so that's from March till November. Mm -hmm. And that started in 2002 or three. I want to say. I I can't remember. So 16 years ago, whatever that was. Um, It's named after me, not my choice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, so your dad decided to open that one. Yeah, my dad has always been in the restaurant business, basically. He came, like, he's an immigrant from Greece, so he yep. came over here and he Gotta did watch out for those chairs, man. another job. And he quickly realized, I don't want to be anyone's worker. I want to run my own thing. Mm-hmm. So he eventually got into business with his sister. They had a restaurant, the Jolly Mug. And then he had his own thing with my mom at the time. And that's kind of how Vicky's drive-in came about. It came to fruition. And I was 14 at the time. My sister was... I was going to have some cheese while you're talking. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) So he pretty much took me to this St. Anne, Manitoba town. And I was 14, 15, I think 14 at the time, the dead of winter. And I'm like, this is the ride there felt so much longer. I was like, this is so boring. (laughs) Yeah. And he saw something that I obviously didn't at the time. And we opened that up and that the rest is history. Okay, so <laughs> I'm curious that you got you didn't grow up out there. No. You were, like grew yeah, up in we're city born and raised. So why yeah. would he why would he go out there? I guess he just figured like, you know, let's try something different. Let's go somewhere where no one else has gone. There's no real competition there. We can do something different in terms of like a drive in style. Mm-hmm. And that's what he saw and I'm glad he did because it worked Never out, obviously, here. right? Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Crazy. So you worked there mm-hmm. after he opened it. Yeah. You're a teenager. Yeah, from the beginning. I love your face. From the beginning. So okay, so he says it's going to open. You're like, okay, whatever. When you realize you got to work there, and you got to work yeah. there a lot. Yeah. You weren't happy about. I it. was going to school Monday to Friday, so I only worked like, like on high school weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go. After Friday, like after school was done, I'd get picked up, go there, and I'd work all weekend. And at the time, we were open till 11. 
So we're talking like 11 till 11. Oh, my God. And it was brutal. <laughs> so it was just not good times. And that was it. But eventually my friend worked for me. We worked together. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being okay. Well, you'd have to, right? Yeah. You'd have to bring your friends there because, again, you have no weekend. Yeah, You know that no when the weekend, weekend. comes, you hey, we're going here and blah, blah, blah. I'm working. Well, you know what's funny? Actually, we did do that. We would work and we'd get everything done and then we'd go home to my house, her house, whoever's house, get ready, like clean up, shower, freshen up, whatever. And then we'd go out and then I'd go to, we'd go to work the next day. Oh my and God, now there's no way I could do that no ever yeah, it's crazy. at my old age. Yeah, you're, yeah, your old age of 30. <laughs> oh my God, you're so old. 30, but I feel like an avocado. You know, when you slice an avocado open, a minute later it's brown and you're like, what just happened? That's how I feel. <laughs> When you're 20, 25, you're, you can go, like the Energizer Bunny. Oh, I know. I used to bartend. I used to. Yeah. You know, hey, done at 1 a.m., find a last call, go somewhere, Absolutely. and like literally work lunch the next day. Yes. Right? We'd be working, and my friends and I would all be texting, where are we going tonight? And it's like, now I'm like, I want to go to bed. Oh, like, it's 10 o'clock. I need to, <laughs> like, I'm tired. My body feels like it's been hit by a tsunami. <laughs> it's not good times. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in between, I worked at Moxie's on Keniston. So when you're working at your at Vicky's drive-in, you're yeah. working at Moxie's also. Yeah, I did years later um, when we'd be closed. So like in the off season, yep. I worked there. And you know what? It was really good, actually. Like it taught me a lot of like skill sets that I've like transitioned into now my owning my own business in the sense of and just like customer service and running a business in the sense of... Um, Time management. Mm -hmm. So I would sit there and be like, okay, I have this thing to do, this thing to do, this thing to do, and which is going to take longer versus which is more important and both. And sometimes you have to do, do them at the same time. And it actually helped me out a lot. And I made a lot of friends that I'm still friends with today. So it's crazy. Yeah. Restaurants are that way. Hey, I know. I worked at Earl's for a long time yeah. and other restaurants. And literally what you said is exactly the case. Right. Because you're always thinking because you're serving people. Mm -hmm. Kitchen's cooking your food. There's always something to do, yeah. and you have to decide what has to be done now Absolutely. and what is the most important thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, friendships. I have friends that I worked with 20 years ago that are my friends. Greg Mackling. We've known each other. We moved out to Vancouver together. Yeah. We worked at Earl's together. Yeah. And that was, oh, my God. Well, I didn't want to say 20, 25 years ago because then I sound like I'm 100. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> we okay. both feel the same way about ourselves. <laughs> I'm an avocado. I'm an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was the turning point? Like, here you are. Getting pulled into the restaurant life. You're yeah. working, you know, on the weekends after school. Yeah. Then you end up working at Moxie's. So now you guys decided you took over Vicky's yes. Driving, right? Well, with your sister. my sister was on the business. Like my dad owns the building. So mm -hmm. he's technically like our landlord, um, which he doesn't always act like it, but he really <laughs> is. And um, then I came on later as a partner. So my sister and I were... But okay, what made you do that? What made I you decide that? I think I just wanted to be part of it. And was that his I, suggestion? It like was you, mine. Yeah, it was definitely my suggestion. Your suggestion, okay? Yeah, because I don't know. It's named after me. My sister's name is Satiria, so it's a little difficult to name it after her. And Satiria's driving. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just felt like I wanted to be part of it. I was there all the time. We all collectively like made it what it was mm -hmm. and is today, you mm -hmm. know, and it, the restaurant business is no joke and working with family is very difficult. So 
Um, <laughs> they're gonna listen to this and go what is wrong yeah. with you <laughs> no they feel the same way it's hard we hate each other but love each other mm-hmm. at the same time it's like one of those like dysfunctional relations it's like a sitcom yeah yeah pretty much my sister would always joke we need a tv show and i was like never <laughs> she's right like ever yeah. just you know so i was just gonna sit back and film and it's the size of it too is probably like double if not like double and a half of this room you're talking so, to drive in yeah so, so that, you guys, it's tight it's tight in there like it, there's a window and people come and they order at the window there's no so all the chaos space. happens in the back oh and yeah then your food's presented all nicely <laughs> through the yeah. window thanks for coming or See unless you. you're a jerk then it's not <laughs> then <presented>. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to tell people, a few people to not come back before. Really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are rude and ruthless. Yeah, sometimes they are. Yeah. And I guess they, it's the best when it's your own business, but you can actually say that, right? Well, you know, you know it's what? hard. Don't come back. There's only so much you can take, especially being a woman. They look at you and they think like they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And you got to show them quickly. No, you can't. <laughs> or else they'll take advantage. <laughs> I learned that in the process of opening up the diner, actually, <laughs> and the whole construction process. That was like a whole beast in its own. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It really was. Okay, so you're running it with your sister. Vicky's driving. Yeah, and my dad. What made you decide that I'm going to open my own thing? Well, you know what? I thought about it for a while. We had talked about it, but it was a matter of like, maybe I'll do it or she'll do it, whatever. I ended up being the one to do it. And there was another location I had considered a couple years back that fell through. Mm-hmm. And I was very nervous. Like, where was it? Where was it? Mm-hmm. On uh, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. like further down. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't end up working out. And yeah, I ended up, well, I didn't find the location. Someone presented it to me. And I thought, okay, you know what? Let's just try it out. And it's funny, actually, because a year year and a half maybe prior to it actually being available i went there and ate there met the owner he was super friendly and i always thought this is such a like cute little spot it could work you Mm -hmm. know and yeah it just kind of happened as it did and that was the end of it all so now you're a restaurant owner now i'm a sole restaurant owner all on my own all you all me yeah wow craziness no one to fall back on Back with more from Vicky from Vicky's Diner when the main ingredient returns. Vicky from Vicky's Diner is my guest today on the second half of the main ingredient, and we are talking about how she started this quaint little burger joint. Okay, so when you were thinking about this, who's the first person you brought it up to? I would say probably my dad. What did he think? Yeah, like he, yeah, we'd always talked about my family, close friends. He was. I don't know. He was on board, but again, nervous, I think, as I was. Mm-hmm. And he's your dad. Yeah, he's my dad, and he knows what it takes. And it's a lot of work, and it's everyday work. Like, it's not like, okay, Monday to Friday. Even if you're open Monday to Friday, you're still doing stuff on days that you're not there. 100%. Yeah. Right? So Can't escape it. <laughs> But seriously, there is no true, true no. vacation when you own a business, especially a restaurant business. Oh, there's no, like, even to this day, I'm like, some days I'm like, what did I do? Why did I do this? <laughs> Why? Like, right before I got here, mm-hmm. I had to go to the restaurant and grab some stuff so that I could do later for work to be prepared oh, for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And now I have no one to fall back on. So say I want to take no a day off. Too. 
Exactly. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, it's you. No one cares about anyone else. It's you. You're the face. You're the name. You're the owner. And it's you. You seem to know a lot of people that come in there. Seems to have like good personal connection with a lot of people. Yeah, I try. You know, a lot of people I may not remember their fate or sorry, their name, but their face. Yeah, the burger, no onions. Yeah, chili. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's pretty much how I remember it. And my sister and I as well. Like when we were running the drive-in together, it was the same way. We would know people's orders before they even came to the window or called or. I'm pretty good with like remembering voices. Mm-hmm. So like someone will call to order, place an order over the phone and I'll be like, is this for whatever their name is? And they're like, yeah. And they kind of get creeped out. But it's a good thing. <laughs> if I remember your name, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. So I apologize if I don't remember people's names. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, the mural on the wall. Mm-hmm. Who painted that? What does it mean? And what is it? So pretty much. When I first got in there, and even a little bit before I had always considered and wanted to do something on that wall, Mm -hmm. I felt like being further to the end of Albert, if you're like looking at it from like the central part of it, I wanted to attract people to come down there who Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally come down there. And it means that it would, yeah, it would just attract more people. So. I had talked about it with um, the people who own Fleet Galleries, their sons, um, Brian and Jeff. Jeff did the graffiti work and Brian, also known as Kashikosa, he did the mural. Mm -hmm. So they're really good and well known in the city for their artistry. And they've done a lot of work in the exchange. And now all over the city, you could see their stuff. Um, I just really liked his style. It was different. It was unique. It was bright, bold, something that not a lot of people were doing. And I felt like, let's do it here. Mm-hmm. And I trusted his vision, whatever he wanted to do. He did. He told me. And we had gone like back and forth with some of the ideas that we wanted to do. And then we just met in the middle and he just did it. They did it together over the weekend. And I've gotten a lot of compliments. And Hang a lot on, of people that took a weekend. Out. Yeah, Only? it took a couple days. Yeah, two, three days. That's I it? Know. Yeah, I thought it would be like a week, but no. I thought it would be like a month to tell you the yeah, truth. Yeah, no. When he told me, I was like, oh, that's it? Okay, great. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. So it's been great. And it's like a poke hub. So people come there and they play their little Pokemon. Oh, really? Games. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got your Pokemon game. You're going to eat. No, yeah. Honestly, though, there was one day that I had to step out to go grab some stuff and... Um, one of my employees was like, I'm like, I called there to make sure everything was good. He's like, uh, yeah, I think you might want to come back. There's like 30 people outside. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I think it's actually just like they're playing Pokemon. But um, I'm like, Pokemon? People still play that? Yeah, like, I, what's going on? Yeah. And then I got there and it was all good. They were playing Pokemon. But it did attract people to come yeah. inside. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the food. Yes. Right. So. What made you decide on the kind of food that you serve and what kind of food do you serve? If Maybe you can tell, talk about that a bit. So the food and the menu is essentially like an extension of the drive-in. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about opening up my own restaurant, if you will, or whatever, I wasn't sure if I should stick to the same thing or similar thing or do something different. And I had gone back and forth with it, like just in my own thoughts. And I thought, you know what? We've been there now 16 seasons for a reason. There's it's a long time, 16 yeah, years, right? absolutely. It's a very long time. It just feels surreal if you really think about it, like mm-hmm. time flies. So 
I thought, you know what, something is right with that. So let's just keep it the way it is. Right. And you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just go with what yeah, works, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we make um, all of our burgers homemade, hand-pressed, and the chili is homemade. Our fries, we cut them ourselves, and they're homemade as well. And then the salads, we make those in-house. So mm-hmm. everything is pretty much from scratch that we do. We never have anything pre-made or like sitting around. Like I never want to keep food just sitting there. So that's been pretty much like how it has been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burger week's coming up. I know. I'm so nervous. What do you got coming up for burger excited. week? Excited. So, so this is your obviously your first time for burger week. This is my first time. and I've really been overthinking it. And I just kind of was like, you know what? Let's just do whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of feedback I got was just put something on the menu that you already have. So like a Vicky's favorite, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of try something different. And what I decided on was do a beef patty with cheese, toasted bun, a special spicy secret sauce, <laughs> and um, some toppings, and then top it off with some onion rings. And who doesn't like onion rings? Everybody loves onion rings. Yeah. But they, even people who say they don't like onion rings, they I like onion rings. I love onion rings. And right. I'm a fry person. Mm-hmm. Like, I could eat fries probably every day. It's very odd, actually. <laughs> it's really odd. And I was like, you know what? I've been really into onion rings lately, so let's just try and do that. How have, how have other businesses in the area welcomed you? Because it seemed like a lot of people that were coming in the day I went in. Thanks for lunch, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, were people that worked around the area. Yeah, a lot of people. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, that's the easiest way for me to get to know people in the area. Right. Honestly, because I'm confined to being there. Right. And I don't ever get a chance to really leave unless it's to rush out and grab something that mm-hmm. I need. So it's been really nice getting to know people in that sense. They support me and they come by and they give me positive reactions and feedbacks. And it's been really, really nice. And they come again. And yeah, it's been nothing but great. Okay. So let's give people some basic information as yeah. to like what your hours are. And um, where your location is, okay. and remind them what you're making for burger. Does it does it have a name? The, the your burger week entry. I was gonna name it and be like super generic and name it the Albert, and then someone that I know actually was like, you should name it the Vic Papa, because the, Vic Papa? the mural we were gonna do was initially was in honor of. Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls, my favorite rapper of all time. and um, <laughs> I love this little white girl. My favorite rapper of all time, Biggie Smalls. He was. So we changed that, obviously. And now it's like the Totoro anime character or whatever that people actually really love. And yeah. I didn't even know what it was. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, he actually has on the Kuji sweater that Biggie wore. And um, I was telling my friend about this. And he goes, you should name it the Vic Papa. Like Big Papa, but yeah. Vic Papa. And I was like... Okay, I'll just do that. Is that what it is? Yeah. The Big Papa? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Why not? You're hilarious. Yeah. All right. So we're open Monday to Friday, um, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Saturdays we're open. We've been open for the summertime starting in July. And then after Burger Week is over, we will be back to Monday to Friday. So Saturdays are open 12 till 4. And for Burger Week, we'll be hoping the entire duration of that. So that's September 1st to the 7th. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come and test one. Yes. I'm a, I'm a burger expert. Are you? Yes, I'm a burger and beer expert. Oh, okay. I don't so, drink beer. So. What's the matter with you? I don't really drink alcohol. Um, but I do love to eat. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so any I'm kind good. of food. Good, the best fine dining. And I love like McDonald's. 
It's very odd. I think we're twins. <laughs> we are. All right. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Thank you for having me. That wasn't so bad, right? No. While Vicky recovers from her time for me in studio, I'll thank her for coming in. And thanks also to Cho, Roger, John, and Ken for talking about the Rasabi Golf Tournament coming up September 12th at the Glendale Golf and Country Club. And thanks to you always for listening. More Main Ingredient next week, same time, same station, or catch us on iTunes and Google Play.